With some of my clients that I've worked with, they don't even recognize them as limiting beliefs because this is just what they know, right? Like they just know you're supposed to do this, quote unquote. You know, you have to work a nine to five. You have to work really, really hard and really, really long hours if you want to make any money at all. Like they carry all of these beliefs. I can't ever be rich because fill in the blank. I grew up poor or, you know, whatever these beliefs are. So often the women that I've worked with, it's, it's just, they're normal. It's their idea. It's fact in their head. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 153 with women's marketing coach, Kim Traffin. This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, You got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining Veronica and me for this particular session of the Angles of Latitude podcast. This is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists. And it's our hope that it will help you find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. As you guys might know, Veronica is the host of the Audacious Entrepreneurs Sandbox over on Facebook. And one of the people she's gotten to know not only through that community, but also in the real world, is today's guest. And like Veronica, Kim has a big love of helping other women achieve more in their business and lives. And as you'll hear in today's chat, she's doing that through a number of ways, including helping them with their social media presence. But the reason we wanted to have her on this show wasn't necessarily because of her expertise there. In fact, it's something completely different. In the time that she's been building her business, she's had to go through so many setbacks. It's not even funny. You know, I don't want to give any spoilers here, but needless to say that as many speed bumps that she has gone through, many folks would have actually given up because it's just a sign from the universe to not pursue this business of hers. But yet she persevered and now has an incredible story to share. So in our conversation today, we'll be talking about how she's zeroing in on the business she wanted to do in the first place, uh, how she's been able to climb over all these obstacles and keep pushing forward with her mission, and what she focuses on when working with her clients. But before we get to that, I want to remind you guys about Fizzle. And in today's interview, you're going to be hearing a story about achieving success regardless of the situation. And personally, I think that more podcasts and education-focused entrepreneurs should leverage the struggles that they've had with their business. And I've written about this in the blog, but one of the things that John Maxwell says is, you know, having a great way to build a connection with those that you're serving is to tell them about your hardships as well. And if you acknowledge your struggles, then more people are going to see you as a real deal and therefore more likely to help them through those same issues. One of the things that I love about Fizzle is that they cater to getting over these humps. Not only do they do this through their podcast, but their founder stories have some tidbits in there from some of your favorite online entrepreneurs, which we've talked about in the past. And of course, besides that, 
They have all kinds of courses and coaching that will help you go down your path of building your own indie business. So check it out today. You can do so for free at newinceptions.com slash fizzle. That's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. Okay, before we get started, remember to subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're listening on. My favorite player is still CastBox for Android and iOS. But if you're still using the vanilla Apple podcast app, we'd really appreciate a review. Also remember, iTunes is being phased out by the launch of the next operating system. So Apple Podcasts will be the app of choice in the not-too-distant future across all Apple devices. Also, you can support the show on Patreon. The URL for that is patreon.com slash AOL podcast. And of course, we always want to hear from you. So shoot me an email at jc at newinceptions.com with any current issues that you're going through while you're building and scaling your business. If there's any way that I can help or know someone that can, then I'll be sure to connect you and help you move in the right direction. So again, send me any questions you have to jc at newinceptions.com. Show notes and show note extras of this show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 153. And as usual, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is JC Preston. With me today is Veronica Kieran, author of Stories of Elders and host of the podcast of the same name. Thank you for spending some time with us today, Veronica. What's up with you? Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good. You know me spinning a lot of plates, doing all the things. I actually just went ahead and recorded the introduction to my mastermind, which is uh, the Audacious Entrepreneur Society. We're launching later on this year, which is so stinking excited. Um, and GC, so probably by now, you know, to, you know that I specialize in scaling businesses um, and as a coach, that means I'm limited by my time. So group coaching not only expands that it's why I'm doing it, but also gives my clients an incredible experience of building national support network of like minds with other entrepreneurs. But of course, I know you're a big believer in masterminds. Oh, (laughs) totally. Totally. In fact, uh, we're actually beta testing one for Amplify right now. So yes. Yeah. 2019 is an awesome year. Um, of course, not everyone knows how to launch a course or develop a group. They don't have the support systems like you and I do JC. And that's where our guest comes in. Uh, she entered the local stage last year. And I remember, uh, the first time I heard about her and thinking like, wow, okay. So like, she's got her stuff together for sure. What's going on. And now of course she has just blown her work out of the water, uh, made her, her name as the go-to maven for program development, messaging, and scaling. Um, so today we're going to be speaking with Kim Trathen, who can be found at kimtrathen.com. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and chat with you guys today. Well, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. And I know this is going to be a lot of fun because we're already having a lot of fun. <laughs> <earlier>. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I am ready. Bring on the fun. Yeah. So, um, first of all, you launched your business in 2018. And as I said, I, I distinctly remember, uh, I remember meeting you. I remember, um, everybody that I trust very quickly saying that you were the person to be speaking to about these topics. Um, tell us about the start. What made you even launch in the first place? Oh, I love that. And I remember meeting you too. I think I asked to have my picture taken with you. I don't know if you actually remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need to post this on social media. Um, So anyhow, 
I launched in March of 2018. That's when I say I officially launched. That's when my website mm-hmm. went live. So I kind of use that date as my official launch date. Obviously, sure. there's a lot leading up to that, right? There's a lot oh, going yeah. on. Uh, well before that, I had been serving some clients, some beta clients. Um, the real trigger for me to launch my own business was that um, I was there was a distinct moment. I am one of those entrepreneurs that had one of those giant aha moments laying in bed one night because for oh, years, yeah. for years, <laughs> I worked a job that I just wasn't happy in. And I'm mm. always telling my children, you know, you don't have to do X, Y, Z just because everybody else does that. Like, listen to what makes you happy. You have to build a life that you're happy in. And I literally laid there one night and I thought, oh my God, I'm not even living that out myself. I'm not Ugh, doing, yeah. oh, it's such, it's a hard pill to swallow. So, yep. But swallow it, we must if we're ever going to yes. have that happiness. Yes. Yeah, And I had lived with so many regrets and I've talked to so many clients and so many other women that have found themselves in the same situation. Like we get out of mm-hmm. high school and I'm a wee bit older than you. I don't know how old you are, JC. I'm a wee bit older than you, Veronica. <laughs> um, so at that time, it was just pounded into you that you get out of high school and you go to college. Like it was just shoved mm-hmm. down your throat, whether you knew what you wanted to do or not. So yeah. I was always very strategic. I had no idea really what I wanted to do, so why not major in statistics? That seems like a sure. Why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's money that, there. I, sure. You know, my thinking was I'll be employable. I will be able to get hired there. out of college, uh-huh. and I did. So I was a stats major, mm-hmm. and then I was miserable for <laughs> forever. Right. Um, so I lived with so many regrets, and I've talked to so many women that have that too. That they've kind of created this life that they realize like gosh, how do I get out of this now? Like, how can I make a change? You know, it's not like I was young and could live on my parents' couch while I tried to launch a business. Like I have, you know, three children, we have a mortgage, you know, all of that stuff. Um, So it was a lot of women, I think, get stuck in that situation where they're just living with regret, feeling like there's no way out of it. And I was laying in bed that Mm -hmm. night and I suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks that a, a switch had flipped inside of me. And I had lived for so long with so many regrets of not trying things that would make me happy. And I suddenly realized in that very clear moment, thinking about how I wasn't living out what I was telling my children to do, that I realized that had flipped and that my fear of failure was much, much less. Like my fear of regret was much greater than my fear of failure. Yeah. And I, I yes. knew, I remember distinctly laying there and I thought, I just have to do this. I have such a drive and such a passion to support women. Um, so that night, in that very moment, I had no idea what business I was going to start. I just knew that I wanted to support women. And because I am, that left side of my brain is firing. You know, I was a stats major. I love my <laughs> math classes. So I created a Venn diagram and I sat down. And I had my passions on one side and my skills on the other. I had been working in marketing for several years and I looked where they overlapped in my Venn diagram. And that's when I was like, I can support women growing their businesses because I have this marketing skill set. I know how to grow. I know how to grow an audience online. I know how to get noticed online. I can take that with Mm -hmm. this passion that I have of supporting women and helping them create better lives. And that was the moment then when I decided this is the business that I'm going to start. 
Yes. I love that too. Um, because I, so I, you know, a lot about what you do, Kim, um, but like one of the cornerstones of what I love to say, and actually was a big chunk of my speech in Las Vegas last week is that we like to convince ourselves that if we are, you know, um, starting an audacious idea, the lightning has struck somehow we like to convince ourselves that we're starting from scratch. And what you did was you completely worked your way around that assuaged your fear by saying, no, this is actually where all my expertise lies. And so that's, I can leverage this into something new, but I'm not starting over. I'm just leveraging it in a different way. Uh, That was exactly how I felt about it because I could not fathom trying to, I don't know, take classes, whether that meant college, whether that meant online training, you know, I just couldn't fathom like pouring years into learning something new versus using those skills that I already had. And I don't know if you've seen this with Mm -hmm. some of your clients, Veronica, because I know we have um, similar things, but we work with different client bases. A lot of the women that I work Mm -hmm. with, um, they downplay their skill sets and they they have these great skills, but they don't think that they're worth monetizing them. And getting over that hurdle, understanding that your knowledge and your skill set all brings value. And when you bring value, there is no shame in monetizing on that skill set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually really, really love the analogy of the pet rock because like if that guy could sell rocks. I love that. I love that. I think that whoever came up selling um, pre-peeled hard boiled eggs. Really? Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. So you actually started officially in March of 2018, but again, I mean, one of the things that we talked about was that you had so many different struggles before, like up until this point of actually doing everything that you've been wanting to do. How have you been able to get through some of that stuff? Because like you, my, my, I lost two of my dogs this past year and it really kind of put a bummer. It is really, really hard. So what that, what that kind of looked like for me and, um, let any of the listeners know kind of what that timeline looked for me. Um, I officially launched in March. Uh, I like to tell people that I launched um, like with a lot of passion and drive, which meant I had a website mm-hmm. and zero client base. <laughs> yeah, just gonna make it happen. We had beta clients, and that's yes. really something that a lot of people miss. Yes, I missed it. I just went for it and was like, I have clients. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yes, yes, I had served beta clients, so I used that for some of my market research. Figure out. Uh, practice coaching, you know, all of that stuff. So I had worked with Mm -hmm. some beta clients, launched my website in March and landed my first true paid client, um, must've been end of May. It was about a month, five weeks after I launched. So I was super Mm -hmm. excited. Like, this is it. I got my first client. Well, my dad became sick right after. Well, my, we we had to put my dog down the same month that I launched my business in March, uh, May. Yeah, I know. So that was like, and I, I just want to pause a minute and say, I don't know if you guys have seen this in your lives, but it is always um, ironic, shocking, yet almost expected sometimes that I feel like life, the universe, the higher power, whatever you believe in, anytime I think you're trying to break through to a new level, it seems like something happens in your life to try to pull you back. Don't say that. I know. I'm going through an up level right now. Don't do that to me. But it won't (laughs) happen to you. But it won't happen to you. But yeah. I actually referred to that as the the Mach 1 principle. Yes. Mach 1. Yeah. That one I don't know. Explain it. Well, uh, 
the story goes basically like, so back in the day in the 1960s or 1950s when they were trying to do the sound barrier, yeah. the, the land sound barrier, yeah. um, coming up to the point where they were about just about to pass that barrier, of course, you're hitting a lot of air resistance. And the faster and faster that you go, the more air resistance yeah. you're hitting. And so therefore, your, your vehicle is shaking more and more and more. Well, as soon as you go through that, that barrier and cause the sonic boom, the air resistance is actually behind you. And so therefore you're no longer dealing with all that resistance that you were mm-hmm. up until that point. Yes. I love uh, it. it. It does seem to work that way. So I, we had to put our dog down the same month that I launched my business. Then my dad became quite sick on June eight. He was hospitalized. So he became quite sick right around the same time that I signed mm-hmm. my first client. Um, and it was a, semi-unexpected, um, yet terrible decline. And then he passed away, actually passed away on the 4th of July. So it was a little less than a month Mm. later, um, that he passed away, which was really, it it felt shocking at the time because when he went -hmm. to the hospital, they said he would be released in two days that he just had a bladder infection. So it was, um, crazy, but it was septic and it affected his brain. Um, I, I never watched somebody literally lose their mind before. One of the most horrific things that I've personally had to witness. Um, So that was really tough. So I really didn't try to sign clients, more clients during that time. I focused on serving the one client that I had. I focused on taking care Mm -hmm. of myself. um, And I ran an interview series at that time. And I focused on keeping that interview series going. And that was really all that I did in my business during that time, because I needed, I needed space for me. You know, I needed some time to heal and um, so I made sure to take that time that I needed in the way that I needed to, so I could still keep my business present, but I wasn't doing anything to add. I wasn't developing new programs. I wasn't seeking out new clients. I wasn't doing mm-hmm. any of that. And then, um, till probably about end of August, I would say, I thought like, okay, I'm ready now. So I jumped back into the business growth at the end of August. Um, my online presence had continued to grow, especially running an interview series. Uh, that really exploded my Facebook presence specifically. So mm-hmm. I continued with that. Um, then about end of August, I had some speaking events in September, some local speaking events, which led to more clients being signed. And then I decided I was going to run my first online group beta program. And I got very, very specific. It was a beta program. I didn't know how I felt about this interesting niche, but it was a very specific targeted program specific for stylists in the uh, beauty industry that wanted to grow an online presence. So I decided I was going to launch nice. this beta group program. And right when I launched it, then my father-in-law um, had to leave my son's football game. And he said, something's, something's wrong. Something is wrong. And he pointed like chest area. Wow. Um, and this is the man that never goes to the doctor. So for him to say something was wrong, Something was really wrong. Uh, um, he ended up being in ICU. He was hospitalized for about two weeks. The doctors had no idea if he was going to survive um, because what ended up happened was a piece of his heart had ruptured in his chest. And what typically the heck? people dropped wow. dead instantly. The doctors were completely mystified that he not yeah. only survived, but that he walked himself out of that football game and walked himself into the ER. It was crazy. And he turns out has a really bizarre, unique heart anatomy. And so back in the 1950s, he had a very um, new age heart surgery. He was written up in a medical journal because they had just, quote unquote, recently started doing heart surgeries. 
And the only thing the doctors could come up with is they think that scar tissue from that old heart su- surgery saved his life because when his heart ruptured, that scar tissue encased a lot of the blood. So instead of entire body mm-hmm. it was encased inside of that scar tissue. But that was a really, really stressful two mm. weeks. And I kept thinking, I cannot believe I'm looking at possibly losing my father-in-law just three months after losing my dad. Like, how, how can we even be faced yeah. with this right now? And he was hospitalized on a Saturday. Yeah. And that Monday was when my group beta program was launching. I had already had the women signed up for it. So, and then on top of that, you know, life, sometimes you have those times that are super difficult. So on top of that, we had like $12,000 of home repairs that happened. The engine died on our car that we still had a loan on. Like it was just, it was craziness last year, super stressful craziness. So come New Year's Eve, we're like, hell of freaking Luyah. Like we are done. 2019, here we come. I had been, I had served some more one-to-one clients. I had gotten more one-to-one clients at that time. Um, I had scaled so that it was still a small amount, still working in corporate, but like December had been my biggest month then um, with making several thousand dollars with just one-to-one coaching that I sold in December. So I'm like, okay, I'm back. I'm getting in the groove. Here we go. You know, I'm ready to take my business to the next level. Well, I started not feeling very well and I didn't recognize them as warning signs, I thought maybe I had an ear infection because every time I stood up, I got super, super dizzy and nauseous. But if I laid down, I was fine. Well, fast forward several hours later, and I will spare everybody the gory details. It was very clear from the amount of blood pouring out of my body that I needed to get to the ER immediately. It turned out that I had massive near fatal internal bleeding. So I was hospitalized. I got to the ER at about six o'clock on New Year's Eve, and I was not really, which was on a Monday. Um, and I was hospitalized until Friday afternoon. I had three blood transfusions, two iron infusions, CAT scan, an MRI, um, basically anything you can think of. I think they did it to me that week <laughs> because it's they, they kept expecting that they found the source of the internal bleeding. So they kept saying like, okay, you should get released. You should get released. Well, then my hemoglobin would plummet and I would need another blood transfusion. Um, so they think I probably had a very slow bleed for about a week prior to that based on the symptoms that I was having that week prior. And that mm. I had just lost such massive amounts of blood that they just couldn't get my body to stabilize after that. That's a divert too far from the conversation, but like, I mean, does it just randomly happen or so what had, what had happened? I had ulcers back in 2013. Um, and I have more food issues. I have more issues than reader's digest when it comes to allergies. And and I mean, my family jokes, like, we'll just give her a bowl of ice. I think it's the only thing she can eat. (laughs) So I always have stomach pains. So I didn't like recognize it as ulcer pain. Um, turns out I had had a headache for a couple of weeks. So I had taken ibuprofen maybe three times during the two weeks prior. Uh, the ER doctor said that's enough right there to cause fatal internal bleeding when you have ulcers. Wow. On top of that, because my stomach hurt so bad, uh, that week prior, I had probably another three times I had taken Elka-Seltzer because again, I didn't know. <laughs> so that's aspirin based. Aspirin and ibuprofen can cause fatal internal bleeding when you have ulcers. And they found that I had um, an ulcer in my duodenum and I had a couple in my stomach. So what they think happened is that those ulcers, those old ulcers kind of flared up. And then that ibuprofen and that um, 
Alka-Seltzer was enough to cause fatal bleeding. So thankfully I went to the ER when I did. Um, my husband tried to get me to go a little bit before that. I don't know if it was denial. I don't know if it was <laughs> like, I did not want to go. We do. Um, whatever, you know, a hypochondriac, whatever you call the polar opposite of a hypochondriac, I think <laughs> me, because every symptom I had, I'm like, oh, it must be something I ate. Oh, I must have an ear infection. And then when I almost passed out and started vomiting black, my husband walked in the door with a pizza and I was crying on the kitchen floor, like in pain, I can't even describe. And he said mm -hmm. something, I don't, and that's when I realized I had lost my hearing. And I freaked out. I'm sure I have scarred my children forever. I should probably get them in therapy right now because I'm oh screaming like, oh my God, my hearing, something's wrong. I can't hear anything. Well, then my hearing came back. Most people probably would have gone to the ER right then, but I'm like, you know, I ate a black bean taco for lunch. So maybe that's why I'm vomiting black. Oh my God. So it kind of continued for a while. And my husband's like, uh, I've never seen somebody like you're gray. Like there's literally no color in your body. There's no color. Mm -hmm. He's like, I think something's really wrong. And I think we need to go to ER. And I'm like, you don't get it. I ate a taco earlier. <laughs> a taco that I ate. And he's like, if this happens again, I'm taking you in. Well, then it was like bright red blood spewing out of my body. I've never seen something like this before. Yeah. I can't believe people can just, this can happen and you can survive it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, it just, it's just crazy. Like all the different things that yeah, you've had to go, yeah. go through. And I know that a lot of people, you know, they, they would actually let those situations just basically say, Oh, the universe is, is telling me that, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I, I, I got to take care of myself or, or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I think also tend to put other beliefs in, in front of their, actually achieving something that inevitably that they're they're supposed to do but you know whether they're talk thinking that oh i can't do this because i grew up thinking that needing the nine to five was the yes. only way to go yes. or maybe they're not made for success maybe they're mm -hmm. not able to you know have money these are just examples of, of limiting the beliefs and when it comes to limiting beliefs, there's just so many different types that people can deal with. Yeah. How do you help the people with these? And what are some of the techniques that you, you yeah. do? Yeah. So with some of my clients that I've worked with, they don't even recognize them as limiting beliefs because this is just what they know, right? Like, mm -hmm. no, you're supposed to do this, quote unquote. You know, you have to work a nine to five. You have to work really, really hard and really, really long hours if you want to make any money at all. Like they carry all of these beliefs. I'm, you know, I can't ever yeah. be rich because fill in the blank. I grew up poor or, you know, whatever these beliefs are. Um, so often the women that I've worked with, it's, it's just, they're normal. It's their idea. It's fact in their head. And sometimes when I sit down with clients and I start asking them questions like, well, why would you actually say that? You know, for example, why, why don't you think you're worthy to help somebody else? You know, so many women, and I think so many men too, but especially starting a business, there's this, you know, this feeling like a fraud, like, how can I charge people for this? I'm not worthy of that. I shouldn't. And when I start to dig deeper with them and ask them, you know, but why would you say that? If you know this, this, and this, if you have this skill set, if you, you know, people come to you and ask you for this advice, what is so wrong with charging for that? Why don't you think you're worthy of that? 
And sometimes for these women, just suddenly realizing that they are nothing more than limiting beliefs. (laughs) There was a woman in my Facebook group this week, and I did a post about, you know, like if you you haven't launched that program, that product, that freebie, you know, whatever it is, if you haven't launched it because fill in the blank, you think you need different pictures, you think you need more testimonials, you think that you uh, need to work with more beta clients yet, you don't think you have enough research, you don't think you're at an expert enough level, you know, whatever that is to fill in the blank, the reason you're not launching it, like you just need to launch it. Like it's time. You have put in the work, you have created this, you just need to launch it. And a woman commented and said, God, like, I needed to hear this today. She said, I am so afraid of what my family will think if I announce my business. And that was a really hard one for me to deal with in the beginning too. I was so afraid of that criticism from these people that are closest to me, right? Like my family. Um, I was so afraid of criticism from them that that's probably one of the biggest things that could have derailed my growth in the beginning. Once I was committed to it, like I was just committed and there was no stopping me. It didn't matter what hardship we endured last year. It didn't matter how much money we had to spend on our house and our cars. Um, You know, I'm very fortunate too that my husband is very on board with me growing this business. My heart goes out to women that have partners that are not supportive of their entrepreneurial dreams and goals because I do think that that makes it extra hard if your spouse or partner is not on board with it. I think that would be really, really difficult. My husband is very on board with it. Now, when I was hospitalized for a week, I did a lot of soul searching because all I could do was lay there in that hospital bed. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of soul searching, like, am I on the right path? Um, Because I know that this business is what I want to do. But again, still being in corporate, it's extra time away from my kids. But I'm like, but I'm doing this for my kids. And I remember in conversation, my husband said to me, maybe this is a sign that we need to take the traditional route. And I thought he meant that he wanted me to stop growing my business. And my heart sank. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, maybe we shouldn't be in the HSA. Maybe we should do the traditional insurance plan. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Glad I asked what you meant by that. Oh, my God. He has no idea that my stomach dropped. I didn't even tell him. There was so much going on. I was just like, oh, my God. But that's what, for me, it almost fueled my fire. It fueled my grit. It fueled my determination. If there was one thing that I learned as a life lesson from my dad was that nothing is ever going to be handed to you easy. You are going to have to work your butt off for everything that you want, and you are in control of your future. You are the only person that can make it happen for yourself, and it's nobody else's responsibility. It's not your husband's, your partner, your spouse, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, Um, It's not your parents' job. Like you are a full-grown adult and you are the only one that can take responsibility for your choices and your actions. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, so like we're we're just like right in my wheelhouse now because we're talking about business building. We're talking about business scaling and certainly limiting beliefs absolutely get in the way with that. It's been amazing. You know, I've seen some of my clients go through I've seen my clients just break down crying because I'll land right on one of them yeah. and like expose it. And they're just like, Oh my God, you know, and just yeah. breakthrough is just yeah. so rewarding. Um, but so like you're focused on, uh, scaling, but you're also sp- focused on messaging and you talk a lot about passive income. So I, re- yeah. passive income is definitely a huge keyword in the entrepreneurial space these days. Um, it should always be a keyword, but, yeah. um, tell me yeah. about like, tell me how you became so passionate about passive income and how you, how you, um, factor it in with your clients. 
Yeah. So when I first launched my business, I did, I took some time to do a little bit of research of what I, what, what do I want my business to look like? I didn't want to be one of those people that builds a business where then I'm like, like, you feel like you're a slave to your business. You know, mm-hmm. I've met so many entrepreneurs throughout all the years um, that build a business that they're unhappy with 10 years into it. And I wanted to make sure that I set myself up to be building a business that I could love forever. And so for me, I knew right away that I wanted passive income to be part of that. I knew that I also wanted to work with clients one-to-one and do group coaching. So for me, I, I knew right away that that was something that I wanted to include in my business model. Mm-hmm. But what happened is in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't start with passive income right away. Okay. I wanted to get more experience. I wanted to work with some clients. But what I realized as the months ticked by, I started to recognize my own limiting beliefs around it. I started to recognize these deep-seated thoughts that I didn't know enough to create a course to sell. I wasn't expert enough, and I realized I was telling myself some of the exact same things that I'm coaching my clients through with their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those limiting can be really sneaky sometimes. And yes, they, yes, they can. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it's, and it's harder, I think, to recognize them in ourselves, right, mm. versus somebody else. Um, so what ended up happening is I did a little bit more research into the passive income. And realized like, okay, I don't have to come out of the gate selling a $2,000 e-course. Like I can create a mini course. You don't? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like this light bulb went off. Like why was I, because I was just so focused. Because I think the first passive income, the first person that I knew of that was making passive income was selling an e-course for about $2,000. So it's almost like that's right where my mind went to because that was the first time that I heard about Mm. passive income. Mm -hmm. Sure. So once I realized like, oh, wait a minute, I could literally like create a PDF right now and sell it for like 10 bucks tomorrow. Like (laughs) this does not have to be this huge, you know, year long project. Yes, I can still work on that down the road, Mm -hmm. but why not get something out there now? And I thought this also forces me. I also had my own limiting beliefs around the tech of it that I would, oh, it's probably hard. It's probably confusing. It's, you know, and once again, once I recognized all of these for what they really were, nothing more than limiting beliefs, nothing mm-hmm. more than thoughts I was telling myself to keep myself complacent, to stay inside that comfort zone. Then I realized, okay, now I just need to do a little research and figure this out. And if I just start with a lower priced item, I can get that created much faster, work through the systems, and then I'll be able to replicate that process when I am ready to sell this higher end course, yeah, you know, absolutely. a high dollar amount course. So it must've been around October. Um, I think it was around the time my father-in-law was hospitalized kind of when I had this revelation. So I created a tripwire. I looked at resources that I already had from, um, a program that I had run and I thought, well, I can just use that as a mini course, you know, a few tweaks. Um, but I kind of already have the basis for a mini course. So I got all the tech set up and, launched them, had the tripwire, had the mini course, and didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. You know, I wasn't, I hadn't done the passive income thing before, so it was new territory for me. Um, And I kind of thought, well, I'll just see how this goes. Well, then like I'd wake up in the morning, ding, oh, I just made another payment. Well, I just made money while I'm sleeping. (laughs) That's kind of fun, right? So (laughs) then the and let me tell you, that first, it was, it was ridiculous. I put the tripwire out there first. And that first $9 $9 sale that I got through a truly automated. I had no idea who this person was. They're in another part of the world. You would have thought that I just like won the lottery. I was so excited to see that first passive yeah. income $9 come in. Yeah. 
it, it sounds silly, but it was like proof, like my systems worked. Like that's, you know, that's really where the joy and excitement came from. Not so much the $9 that I just made from a tripwire. Um, but I was super excited about that. And then as the months ticked by, um, Christmas Day is another one that I've told people about when it really hit home of how much power there could be when you have these systems set up in your business. Because right. like all, right, all the other moms out there, you know, my kids are all excited about Christmas and I have my phone and I'm taking a million pictures of them and suddenly, ding, you just made another sale, another mini course. And I was like, gal, I am literally mm-hmm. just enjoying Christmas with my family and I just sold another $100 e-course. Like it just, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like free money, even though it's not, you know, you did the work, you did this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Sold another one. Um, and then when it really, really hit home, so I was getting really excited about it then and thought I need to, you know, start promoting this more. And, um, but then when it really hit home was when I was hospitalized that week, because I wasn't working with any clients that week. Uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. all on social media. I was literally doing nothing. I was, I was gearing up to run a free five day challenge. And, um, it was evident that I needed to, um, push that back. There was no way I was going to be able to start the challenge. I had no idea when I was going to get out of the hospital. So I had put a post in that group, you know, hey, I'm having medical issues. This is going to have to be paused. I mean, I was literally doing nothing in my business, yet I still made sales from my hospital bed. And that's when I started thinking, you know, this is not only, yes, it provides freedom. It provides you with additional income that doesn't take more of your time once you have it set up and implemented. It doesn't take any more mm-hmm. of your time. You have your system set up to sell on autopilot. Um, but on top of that, it's a little bit of a safety net feature, right? Like what if you suddenly get yes. hit by a car? What if you're suddenly in a car accident? What if you're suddenly hospitalized for five days with internal bleeding? What if you mm-hmm. get, um, you know, an infection from the IV and you're out the next week like I was? You know, like, so for two full weeks, I wasn't working in my business because then I had that crazy infection from the IV. So I think sometimes entrepreneurs, View passive income is like this gold standard that they want to get to, but they don't also think about how it can provide a safety net of some income coming into mm-hmm. your business if something does mm-hmm. happen. Absolutely. There, there was actually, um, I was just watching a video yesterday. You're talking about bringing systems into, into uh, what you're doing. Um, a video, which I'll include in the show notes, uh, it's, it's, it's by Mike uh, Mikalowicz, I think is his, his name. And, and the story is, is called well. Some of it, some people refer to it as the the the, uh, the pumpkin story. But basically, and in, in this in this system that he was talking about about doing something big, there's a lot of different factors that you want to be uh, aware of. And one of the things is that to get into a sweet spot of making passive income, you need a system. You need it for it to be unique, and you also need to make sure that you're catering to your top clients. And you you got all three of those things figured out. You were talking about your Venn diagrams earlier. Yes. (laughs) You put it it right there in the middle between those three things and then you'll, you'll be winning for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, Kim, like when I sold my business last year, I had that moment of, oh my God, now I don't have a safety net because I don't have four employees who can work when I, you know, if I get hit by a car, just like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so that's that moment that I knew that like I have to figure out passive income because I am now very vulnerable. I used to have a company that would work without me yeah. and now I sold it. 
<laughs> um, with that safety net. So you touched, you touched on this a little bit. You're talking about your tripwire for your, um, programs. Um, you're, you're obviously very good at social media and it's a huge cornerstone yeah. of the work that you do, especially around messaging and content management. So how, how do you feel that social media comes into play for your clients in order to leverage this income opportunity? So for a lot of my clients, they know already by the time they come to me, they know that there's power in social media. They realize the reach that you can get, right? There's so many people on these different social platforms. Um, so they, they already know the power behind it. But when my clients are coming to me, like, it's just not really working for them. They post and like, it's not they're They don't know the strategy behind it. So a lot of my clients mm-hmm. are posting at random. They don't know what to post. They don't know how often to post. They don't know what to share. Um, sometimes I have women that think it's just constantly like, let me sell you, sell you, sell you, sell you, sell you. And they're not providing right. value. I have other people that only provide value right. and have no idea that it's okay to actually make a sales post, <laughs> you know? So they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of at all different levels with what they've been posting. But the, the biggest thing is that they know the power is there, but they don't know how to harness that power. They don't know how to harness it so that they can really start to leverage the power of social media to start attracting people, get them into their world, and start converting these people into paying clients. So my current program Mm -hmm. that I've been running right now is called From Overlooked to Getting Booked. And the sole focus of that program, um, it's just wrapping up right now, and then session two will uh, kick off next month. Um, But the current group, what it takes them through, it takes them through some of the fun stuff, um, some of the creative things, but it also takes them through that tech and the systems. And it takes them through the strategy Um, You know, I was talking about tripwire and landing pages and um, those things. A lot of my clients have heard of them, but don't really know how to create it, how to price it, what systems they need for it. So in From Overlooked to Getting Booked, I take clients from this very entry point, if you will, even if they've already served a couple clients, but we break it down to the very, very beginning, the very basics so that they build a really strong foundation in their business. Some, a lot of times what I've seen is that there's not a strong foundation. And then they're just trying to randomly post on, a lot of my clients are on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram too, but Facebook is kind of my bread and butter. Um, So a lot of them are posting on Facebook, but because they don't know how to connect with, they don't know what their voice is. They don't know what their messaging is. They don't know what differentiates themselves from everybody else online. Um, That they're having a really hard time attracting people and getting people through through their social channels into their world, onto their email list, and then leading them through a journey there. So a lot of them need to learn, get that strong foundation, really understand what their clients need. Oftentimes they think they know because they have a service that they want to offer, but they haven't actually taken the time yet to talk to people and find out is that service that they're offering even the the need, you know, that should be filled. Um, So we really break it down to the basics and get that strong foundation. And then we start to talk about how you're promoting yourself online. How are you bringing people into your Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, if, mm-hmm. and if people actually want to check out more about this, they can go to your website, right? I'm looking at yeah. it right now and there's um, a place where you can put in your, your info to get the uh, content creation yes. guide. Yes. The content creation guide has been super popular because what that does is it shows women how to easily create four weeks of strategic social media content. And by strategic, I mean, this will actually start to position you as an expert. It'll be cohesive. It won't be random, you know, spread all, out, spread all over messaging. 
It'll be very con concise um, and it positions you as an expert in your area, in your industry, in your niche, so that you start building those relationships online and you want people to think of you first, right? Like if they, you know, if they need help growing their online business, yeah. I hope they think of Kim Traffin. You know, that's what we're all trying to do in, in our specific areas. We want to be known as an expert in our area. So that content creation guide, um, I have a I have a separate landing page out there for it too, but definitely go to KimTraffin.com and they can snag it there. Um, I have some testimonials out on the landing page for it also. And one woman told me she she mapped out her uh, four weeks of social media content topics. She did it in 10 minutes using my content creation guide. So it really breaks it down. <laughs> Really, really breaks it down for you. Mm. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll have to have my wife check it out and then I might actually take some side notes because I'm not that oh, great yes. at social media yes. marketing myself. <laughs> anyway, no, as, as we're heading towards the end of the conversation here, again, 2019, all new year, not full of random sidetracks and all the things that went down last year. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Oh, yes. So 2019 has been a much better year so far. Um, one of my big successes was once I launched, I, I paused that five, free five-day challenge when I was sick, when I was hospitalized. And then when I launched that, it was super successful. I ran Facebook ads for it, um, definitely added a few hundred people to my email list, four or 500 people to my email list, got you know a couple hundred of them into the Facebook group. And then I used that as my springboard to launch from Overlook to Getting Booked. And I was really proud to share that with that first big launch that I had, I was able to make more than $8,000 on that one launch that I did by spending about $500 in Facebook ads. So I was really excited about that uh, conversion rate that I had right. there. So going forward now, <clears throat> the first round of From Overlooked to Getting Booked is wrapping up with those ladies. They've been signing clients. It's been amazing. Uh, we've had huge transformations in it. And now I'm starting to gear up for the next round. The free five-day challenge is called Master Your Content. And I hold it right in my private Facebook group, which is a free private Facebook group. It's open to um, it's all of my branding and marketing is geared towards women, um, but it is open to all female entrepreneurs that need to learn how to master their content strategy. So the free five-day challenge will kick off here in a few weeks. It'll be early June. And during that five days, they will learn how to actually create their content strategy, not just their social media posts, but a full content strategy. And then they will end the week with 30 days of content that they've created for Facebook that they've mapped out and created for Facebook and Instagram um, or both depending on where they're at and where their ideal clients are. So I'm really excited about the free five-day challenge coming up. Women had amazing results just from the free five-day challenge. I even had one woman that just from changing her content she posted, she signed her first two paying clients during the free challenge last time. So that was Super wow. exciting. Um, so I can't wait to launch it again here coming up. That'll be coming up real soon. So if people hop in that Facebook group, then they'll be able to get in in time for that challenge. Excellent. Excellent. So as we are wrapping up, we're actually getting into the favorite segment of Veronica's. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire. Psh, 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 as we call it. Oh, the, boy. Should uh, I be nervous for the rapid fire? <laughs> Yes, buckle in. It's I feel like crazy. I should have done like jumping jacks before or something to like really, really be ready. Yeah, did you yeah. get orange juice this morning? 
so the first one that I wanted to ask you, and and because you know it's it's something that's fresh on your mind, is this whole thing about going from the nine to five and and starting your own business. And um, I'm sure that unlike a lot of the people that we've had on the show who can almost name a library, I'm sure that there are a couple that have stuck out to your mind that that maybe some other people who are looking to make that that jump should pay attention to. So what is uh what is one song, one book, and one film that you would add to the national curriculum? Um so I'm actually gonna take I'm gonna see if I can do a theme with these because definitely the song and the book I have a theme and it's about money mindset <laughs> because it is okay to make mm-hmm. money. I want everybody to hear that. And I know you two believe that. But there are so many women that have so much guilt around making money that that can be a big stopping point for them. So definitely one of the books that yeah. um, one of the books that I absolutely loved and I love telling clients about it because if they have never dove into, if they've never heard about money mindset, it's Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. Um, I feel like that mm-hmm. one has so many great, 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 great tips. Um, helps you understand where your negative, where your poor money mindset is. Um, so for a song, I'm going to go along with a song that follows that theme, and it's Ludicrous Moneymaker. So wow, <laughs> wow, that's a that's a left field song, but I love it. That's awesome. It may be because I had dinner with Ludicrous one time, so I always think of him first. <laughs> that's great. Um, so a film, a film. Yeah. Um. Gosh, that one might be the hardest for me. Don't watch. The well, well, I was I was thinking with the, with the ludicrous intro, you're probably going to be like too fast, too right. furious, or something like that. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Gosh, I don't know if I can come up with a film. See, I'm not good at rapid fire. I'm not sure what to say for a film. There's got to be one. What movies have I watched? I should even just. How about The Wolf of Wall Street? That sounds you money know, related. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's an idea. Um, I just watched a TED talk about money. I'm reading a book that I picked up in India about money mindset. And so it's, it's, um, money mindset, but it's from the perspective of one of the, uh, great advisors from one of the Maharajas back in the day. I mean, it's like 2000 year old, um, writing, but, uh, the, the guy, the author did a TED talk and he brings up Richie Rich in the TED talk. And he talks about like, this guy grew up rich, right? So like, did he have any money mindset issues? Uh, no, but the thing is like, he is a kind young man. He has his yeah. friends around him. He's there for them. Um, and so it teaches you like, even with money, you still want to have these values, these core values of community, yes. um, and, and giving. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love it. I haven't seen that Ted talk. Um, but I feel like so often, whatever these money hangups are that we have, they so often stem from the messages that we received as children. And we, again, yeah. we may or may not recognize, and it's not always that it's some like huge extreme or another, you know, it doesn't have to be that you grew up in poverty or you grew up on a yacht. Um, even the middle-class families, I feel like you still get all of these money messages sent to you. Um, and so many mm-hmm. of them, I think, come from our childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what's the best advice you've ever received? I think the best advice I ever received was to follow my instant gut reaction whether it's about business, whether it's about clients, whether it's about parenting, but that initial gut reaction that you have instead of sitting there and second guessing yourself, 
that initial gut reaction is probably the one that you should go with. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, love it. I 100%. Yep. <laughs> What's your favorite social custom? And real life social custom, can I count running as a social custom? Probably, maybe. You think I can, can I stretch it to that? I, I feel like it's in the self-care realm, which I, I lump that into socially acceptable. Uh, but if we're talking about like actually getting social with people, <laughs> in real life social customs, um, probably, can I count having dinner with people? Yeah, yeah. That? I'm really, I'm really very boring. <laughs> Aside from my dinner with Ludacris. <laughs> yeah, that, that totally works. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> what advice did you hear adults giving children often that you call BS on? Oh, uh, oh gosh. Do we open that can of worms? <laughs> We're opening okay, it. Okay. The one piece of advice that makes me cringe um, still to this day is telling kids that they have to go to college. <clears throat> it it makes <clears throat> me cringe. And I just feel like it's a very archaic, outdated piece of advice to give. My oldest son was in first grade when he came home and said, so they said, I have to go to college. And I said, wow. Oh, yes. Like there's just so many, and I'm not, you know, college is great. And depending on what you want to do, I just feel like it's shoved down children's throats at such a young age. And the focus is on going to college instead of really, truly finding out what you want to do and what mm -hmm. will make you happy. And maybe you will need college for that. But I just don't think, I don't agree with just shoving college down the kids' throats at such a young age. There's so many different ways to yeah. education. As if it was the only yeah. option. Yes. Mm -hmm. And finally, what's the secret to achieving personal freedom? Oh, I, I feel like <laughs> the, the secret to achieving personal freedom is, for me, it's really about planning ahead. <laughs> It's knowing whether that's in your business, whether that is in your personal life. Um, because again, depending on what your definition of personal freedom is, to me, I think a personal freedom is having the time, money, and capacity to be able to spend my days how I want to. So that's what I'm building <laughs> towards right now. But that takes planning, that takes strategy, that takes thought, and it takes effort to be able to design your life to have that. Mm. Yes. Love uh, it. Ooh, ooh. Love where you're at. So, Kim, again, you can be found on all over the web at kimtrathen.com, social medias in particular. Uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my handle is the same on both of them. It is Kim Trathen Business Coach. And um, yeah, you will see me all over in both those spaces. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys, bet. be sure to check out our website <laughs> if you want to get that. Uh, the content creation guide. And uh, also, again, remember there's the Facebook group as well. But Kim, total pleasure. And thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks. All right. So there you have it. If you're wanting a coach who's been practically through it all, crammed into one year, then I'm sure you're going to love working with Kim. Her story is truly inspiring and I expect great things from her as she gets her business rolling. As far as the show note extras for this session go, as Kim mentioned, she loves helping others with marketing. So in the show note extras this week, I'll be featuring three short videos of hers where she talks about some mindset tricks she has when it comes to using social media as an effective tool to build your personal brand. They go from talking about how to show up for your audience, even if you don't feel like it, to why you're not where you wanna be in your business. 
Then she wraps it up with advice to people who are in MLMs and a direct sales. And uh, that particular video is very pertinent because even with my experience in those arenas, I still shudder whenever I see the messages that she's talking about. So on top of that, I also have an episode of hers where she's talking with Kristen Lynch, who is a young 20-something entrepreneur. Thing about Kristen is that she, at one point she felt that she was too young to be successful, but over time she got over it. So if that sounds like something you want to know more about or you have that as a limiting belief yourself, that fourth video is a good one as well. So that's it for session 153. Remember, if you're wanting to grow with a community who cares and knows what it's like to have growing pains, Fizzle is something you guys want to check out. Uh, get started for free by visiting newinceptions.com slash fizzle. That's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with Kim, Veronica, and me today. As always, we appreciate you guys joining in. You could have been doing anything else, but you spent some time with us, so we really appreciate that. Until next session, gang, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating, and we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.